The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you the pod 617 studios in westwood massachusetts it's the boston podcast with david yaz and a rotating cast of characters from pod 617 the boston podcast network this is our Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It's the story. It's the story. It's the story of a man named Brady. What I was trying to say was this is the podcast where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. And my guest, who is extremely patient, we can tell that right off the bat, Thelma Newberger Hirsch. She has a company called Transformational Lifestyle Coaching, and it purports to bring peace and harmony to your home and life. Who couldn't use some of that? Let's welcome her to the virtual studio. Yes. Hi, David. Thank you for navigating with me through that chaos there. So how are you? We're going to talk about peace and harmony, but how has your personal peace and harmony been throughout the pandemic? Oh, it's been great. You know, uh, today, today is Wednesday, right? It is. Today Wednesday? Yes. Today is Wednesday, so I am two weeks from my second COVID shot. So I am free to go. I feel good. Thank God I had no adverse reactions, just a short, a sore arm from the Pfizer. Yep. And my business has been booming. That's great. I, I'm yep. at home. I work from home, and I'm happy. It's in my happy place. That's great. I Yeah. Did you go to Gillette Stadium? To get you I did cut. not. I oh. went into the Brigham and Women's. It oh. was the first available one, and I just took it. Uh, yeah, I must have gotten my second one around the same time you did because I just I was counting the days, and I, I just hit free and clear this past Friday, and yep. it's a ni- it's a really nice feeling. Although it's it's not the same. It, it doesn't pay off exactly like it should. You're, you can't just run outside without a mask and start hugging people. Nevertheless, it's... It's a little freeing. A little that's more right. freeing. That's it's right. a peace of mind. I think that's what it is. It's really a peace of mind. That's right. That's right. So I've heard, I, I should, in, in full disclosure, I, I recently had your husband on my show, the great Stuart Hirsch, and yeah. he's he does professional coaching and business development. But I mean, let's just between us, it sounds like what you do is much more interesting. So oh, I can't, so I can't, sure. so I can't wait to hear. So tell us how you started this, what the inspiration was and kind of what it's all about. Oh, great. I would love to. So I'm an interior designer and, you know, I've been in this practice for about 40 years. I went to UMass and Amherst and got a degree in interior design. I'm a very creative person. And I've been practicing in that field, like I said, for about 40 years. And about three and a half years ago, Stuart and I ventured into a program called Optavia. It's a health and wellness program. And the two of us lost, I lost 38 pounds, he lost 40 pounds. Mm. And about seven or eight months into the program, I'd lost it in about four months. Someone approached me and asked me for help in the program. So I became a coach in this program. Mm. And just going back, I'd say probably 10 years ago, I took a coaching course that Stuart was actually teaching in for the Rafua Institute in Israel. And so I studied coaching for a year. And I started my niche 
was design coaching. Mm-hmm. So hence my, my email address is designcoaching.com. I had a, I developed a website and I put all of my design coaching, you know, portfolio on it. And so when and, you say design coaching, you're, you're coaching, you're not coaching designers, you're coaching, coaching people. my clients okay. through the process of design. Got it. So as an interior designer, mm-hmm. I was involved in, you know, buildings from the ground up doing architectural drawings. I'm not a, a licensed architect, but in the town of Sharon, where we live, I'm allowed to design a building along with a structural engineer. So I was doing a lot of construction drawings and things like that. And when I found this niche, I realized I didn't want to do the drawings as much as I wanted to help my clients through the process of design mm-hmm. and helping them with plans, but working with other contractors, working with architects, working with other subcontractors and putting the whole process together. Okay. So that's what design coaching is it's it's helping the person see a vision that they have helping their dreams come true and i use other people i use i my support people i have a designer who does my architectural drawings for me it was something that i decided that i best put my best practices ahead and leave the ones that were lacking behind right um, so i've got the design part that makes sense and uh, and uh nice going at UMass. Both my parents went to UMass. My brother Adam did. And now third generation, my son Griffin is at the UMass Honors College. And, um, Wonderful. Yeah, and I had three kids at UMass and Amherst. So. Go Minutemen. So yeah. I got that part. Okay. But you got lifestyle in the title of your company. So I, so just because, so is the idea that your place looks great and so then you automatically feel great? Well, that helps. Okay. That's part of it. But like I said, about three and a half years ago when Stuart and I got into this program, yep. it was a health and wellness program that's called Optavia. We lost the weight. I started coaching in that. I started coaching other people how to change their habits of health. And mm-hmm. that's what our program's about. Got it. So we call this a lifestyle program because it's not a diet. Mm-hmm. It's really changing your mental thought processes about what you do around your house hydration, nutrition, motion, your surroundings. And so over the past three years or so, I've been coaching people in this health and wellness. And in the summer, this past summer in 2020, I really felt like I wanted to put the two businesses together. Mm. And I came up with an idea of a transformational lifestyle coach where I help people and I have many of my clients, I've helped through their health and they've lost weight, they've changed their habits and they've invited me into their homes to look at their surroundings and how their surroundings can support their new health. And that's just been fascinating for me. What are some of the biggest mistakes that people make in terms, the the problems that you help them solve? Is it that their place is a mess? Is that it's, it's terrible? Or tell me about that and maybe how that stuff can lead to bad habits, I take it. So, yeah, tell me about like the... Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your surroundings is so important to your mental health and your physical health. If you... So I'll take, for example, one of my clients, my health clients. So we were friends. We were social. Uh, we were talking about... She invited me over to... Take just to visit her house. Mm-hmm. And she, we sat in her living room and she started making all these excuses about how uncomfortable she felt. 
and how what an old piece of furniture was and how she didn't even like that thing on the wall from her dead aunt and we just started talking and I said well that's what I do so I started doing my magic and mm -hmm. I said well let's just take this off the wall and sit and see how you feel about that mm. she's oh I feel so much better and then <laughs> really? she took me all over her house to each area of her house and each area needed care and attention. Was the, was, the, was, the, was the piece of art that you took off the wall, did it have like a dead animal in it or something like that? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. It was pretty bad. And the furniture was like really creepy. I didn't want to sit in it. We actually reupholstered three of her pieces. We took everything off the wall. And, and I said, well, what do you like here? And she went down in her basement and she got up this little picture and it was like of a red apple. And she said, I love this. Mm. So I put it on the wall. And that was the only thing that was on the wall in the room. Mm -hmm. And I said, and how does that make you feel? She says, happy. Wow. And that's how we started with her design. And we redecorated our entire house. We went room to room to room. We moved furniture. We ordered things. I got a painter in there. We painted all the walls. We put in a glass window in her a greenhouse window in her kitchen. We ordered furniture. We totally transformed her house. About halfway through this process, she noticed me eating my little bars, mm -hmm. my little Octavia bars. And she was 75 pounds overweight. Mm. She was obese. Mm. And she said, tell me, what do you do? How are you doing this? Mm. And I explained the program to her. And she, 75 pounds later, had lost the weight, had worked the program, and was now going through her happy in her home, happy in her, in her surroundings. Yeah. She's working on her sleep and her motion and her hydration. And she's one of my favorite clients and friends. And, and she, um, and well, you're her hero. I would say it sounds like you really <laughs> turned her around. Well, we did it together. Uh, I'm not a hero coach. Mm -hmm. I'm someone who asks the questions and allows my clients to answer them. So is is it similar to feng shui? I don't know anything about feng shui, but feng shui is yeah. good. I'm yeah. actually I've studied feng shui in the past, and I've worked a little bit with a woman that I've met in a, a networking group. She practices feng shui, and she's helped me a little bit. Feng shui is about placement of things and having the different elements: uh, fire, water, earth, air, mm -hmm. in different areas of your home and in in a room and it's definitely a science and I have practiced it and I have made shifts. Mm -hmm. One of the shifts I made recently was I put a little water fountain element near our back door where Stuart and I come and go from the car in the garage. And I'd say two weeks ago when I put that in, I landed a huge job this week. Mm. And every day Stuart would say, Oh, got a new client, got a new client, got a new client. So I don't know if it works, but it's working. <laughs> Yeah, the the water thing, I've never really thought, the last time I saw a little mini fountain thing was in my, I think my therapist's office, and I now it occurs to me why he had that there. I just thought it was a nice decoration, but I hope you don't have to like pee all the time because you're constantly no, hearing the water. No, 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 no. You walk by it, it makes a <laughs> right. little gurgling noise, right. and you have to make sure that, that you keep watering it. You don't want it to go dry, right. and you want to put your toilet seat down, and you want the water, you want the water to go to flow in you want things to flow in 
and you don't want things to flow out. So one of the feng shui things is to keep your toilet seat down. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What, I don't get that. But just because the toilet seat's down, what, what effect? You don't the... want the energy to flow out through the water. Oh. You don't want the energy to flow out. You don't want the energy of the toilet water to be permeating your abode. Okay. Into your house, yeah. All right. Just FYI. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. By the way, the website is transformationallifestylecoaching.com if you want to know more about Thelma's business. Transformationallifestylecoaching.com. And so I take it anyone's a candidate for this. Is Will you work with people on different budgets? For example, I mean, some people may want to, they may want to redo their whole kitchen and then others may just want to just help me clean up my act here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The clients I'm working with now, I'm doing two master bathrooms, I'm doing a kitchen, and I'm doing an entire house. So one of the other supports that I've had is a house pro, H-O-U-Z-Z. And house is a, it's a website that supports architects and designers and has products from all over the world, furniture, wall treatments, paintings, things like that. And I'm associated with them, and I have a networking group in them, in there, and people can find me. Mm-hmm. And someone found me, a young couple, a couple of towns away, and they just bought a house, and they have an empty house. And they were looking to fill it with furniture and, and art and decoration, and they contacted me, and we met online. I do a lot of my work virtually, mm-hmm. and and I'll go over there soon. I do go into people's homes, but you know, masked and careful, yep. but there's a lot I can do virtual, especially since the realtors, if you buy a new house mm-hmm. and you're hooked up with a good realtor, they will take the most beautiful pictures of your home mm. that an interior designer can use in a virtual meeting right. to do a walkthrough of your home. Yeah. So that's what I do a lot. And do just about as good a job as is if is in person as if someone's sort of walking you through with the smartphone or even a laptop yeah. just kind of showing you around. And they do yeah. that too. Yeah. You know, they do that too. I, you know, I want to see where they are because the, the realtor's pictures are from the past owner. Mm-hmm. So then I see an empty house with one stool, you know, and a mm. box still on, 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 on open. So I do small jobs. I'll, I'll go in if someone's in a tight little apartment and they just need some organizational help. I'll help them organize mm-hmm. up to someone needs to do a kitchen. I, I work with a bunch of different kinds of contractors to do complete kitchen renovations. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, Thelma. She's not prepared for this, so so bear with me. If this is a disaster, I'll cut it out. But I'm going to change my virtual background through the magic of Zoom and show you some living dwellings. Okay. Oh, this, this, this we're is, in Seinfeld. Yes, very good. Good eyes. We're in Seinfeld. Yeah, I just want to see if you notice anything pro or con in terms of Jerry's setup here. So we're in Jerry, <laughs> the fictional Jerry Seinfeld's apartment yep. and he's got you know matching yeah, chair and stools, sofa matching stools. yeah do you like the the bar stools the bar stools say they're actually at the wrong height for that <laughs> countertop okay. you actually need lower stools so you can't sit like that that someone's ordering a bar stool thinking they're in a in a bar right right where the counter height is at about 42 inches yeah and 
I know that occasionally they did sit on those stools in the show, but they would typically be facing not towards the quote-unquote bar, which is just a kitchen island, but towards the middle. So good right. catch there. How do you Thank feel you. about the exposed food? Well, not exposed food per se, but Jerry famously is a fan of cereal, both real and TV oh, Jerry. Yeah, lines them all and up. And he lines them all up. Is that tacky yeah. or I suppose? No, well, I actually like open shelves. But in mm-hmm. open shelves, you want to put things that are a little more organized. You want to right. put your food stuff behind closed doors and put display and, and well-placed things in those open shelves. Yeah. You know? All and right, the so... bathroom door. The bathroom door should be closed. <laughs> you know, like I said, the bathroom door He's... should be closed. Well, you don't want the energy flowing out. Yeah. And we all know George always barges in there and uses the bathroom. And you don't need to Correct. encourage that behavior. Correct. All right, now we're at uh, the home of Mitchell and Cam from Modern Family, and we're just looking at their mantle, and they've got a portrait, which I believe it's like a sepia-toned photograph of them with their daughter. With the golden walls. Yes. Yeah, the golden walls are a very nice color. It's very warming and inviting and Mm -hmm. relaxing. And different elements on a mantle, you know, they express you want some balance. You want some texture and interest, and especially you want things about you. A mm. mantle should express about you. And so, Well, it certainly does. It's just kind of because if you watch the show, you know how funny these characters are, so to see them smiling on a portrait. But it is. Right. do you run the risk of coming off as really ostentatious if you've got this like fancy portrait of you and your family on the wall? No? No, we okay. have one. We have one oh, taken. Well. My daughter's 25, and she was probably about five or six years old. So we, 20, yeah, oh, just 20 like years that one. ago, we have a, Kenny Berman. When oh, I yeah, no, I know Kenny Berman, of course, yes. He's, yeah. He's he, shot um, me He's I shot want, me many times. I won a family uh, portrait oh, cool. by him. All right. Well, Ken and Berman does good work. It. Okay, where are we? Now we're in uh, Don Draper's apartment from the television show Mad Men. And yeah, you can, so it's obviously retro because the show takes place in the sixties, but it's got a modern, well, I grew up in a postmodern home, so I can relate to this environment. It's yeah. uh, I think it's cool looking and I'm I'm not surprised if it makes a comeback, but the sunken living room, that's something you don't see very, very often. It's, it's, it's just a trip hazard. That's all I can say. (laughs) That's right. It's just a trip hazard. You got to think about late when you're coming in late at night if you don't have the lights oh, on. Oh, wait a minute. Three men and a late half man? N- no, but Hello? there there is a numeral in the title of this television show and it's the number 3. It would be Three's Three's, oh, three's Company. Three's Company. Yeah, we're looking <laughs> looking at the apartment of Oh my god, and the Jack, Janet and Chrissy. The they all match, you know. Yeah, this looks Well, this looks kind of drab, doesn't it? Yeah, well, they put a punch of color in, you yep. know, and that door is super cool. It's really hard to find doors like that now. Yeah, right. And the, look at the water stain on it. Oh, that's right, yeah. Now, see, the door, you, obviously, we have to describe this for our listeners because they can't see, but it's, what do you call that? It's rounded at the top. Yeah, it's an arch so, top door. Yeah. Yeah, done in, in panels of wood because it's really hard to find wood, you know, to work with wood like that. Right. But the whole bottom of the door is all stained. It so is. curious that's, thing. That's like, weird. Was that? Was there a flood inside the house? <laughs> well, not to mention that it's a phone. It's a TV set, so it's phony. So I don't. I wonder if someone did that on purpose or, or to to make a point. To see I don't if know. I would see it. Yes, see yes, if I and would you see. This is why you do what you do. This is why she's okay. Here's the last one. Oh, the Brady Bunch. That's right. It's the Brady Yay. Bunch, and so it's very colorful. They've you got. Know, I never noticed the stained glass work at the top. Yeah. Of the stairs. I think that's, that's kind of nice. Very, 
yeah. odd thing. Yeah, and then they've got a random statue of a horse, which I, I don't know what that's doing there. Oh, yeah. but you know what? That now, now that I see it, there's a smaller item next to the horse, which is the vase, which is undoubtedly the vase that Peter or Bobby, I forget which one, broke when they were playing ball in the house. You know, Mom always said, don't play ball in the house. Don't play ball in the anyway. house. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and having a garden inside, even though it's all plastic flowers, was a very big thing in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. My parents did that too. We had I had a, a sunken sort of oasis to play with. We put a goldfish bowl in there and then mm. they had and then it went to the plastic flowers, and then it went to the silk flowers and Well, yeah. you're a good sport for playing along and evaluating sure. those <laughs> So before we we're up against the clock here a little bit before we go, we're gonna play a quick round of good stuff where both Thelma and I will recommend something good for you. Before we do that, let me take just one minute to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod six one seven dot com is where you go if you want your own show. Would you like to be the next big podcast star or maybe you just wanted it as a vehicle to market your services to build your personal brand whether you're a lawyer a financial advisor or a business owner or anyone who kind of wants to get their message out there it's a great way to network whether it's virtual or in person we will ship you out a quality usb mic to get started we'll take care of everything and get your show on the internet and on apple Podcasts and spotify and every place it belongs you can also join us at our westwood studios which are now open i've got my shots so if you got your shots Come on in. Or even if you don't, wear a mask and then just take it off when it's time to talk. Anyway, pod617.com is where you go to get started. The Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right. We're up to the segment of the show we call Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. So thumb up. Spoiler alert, what typically happens in this portion of the show is my guest recommends something kind of intelligent and perhaps literary, perhaps a book, and then I come in and recommend a TV show. And I understand that's probably what's going to happen today. So you have something to recommend to our listeners. I do. So part of being a transformational lifestyle coach is working on our habits. The program that I work with that I coach is a habits of health system. And one of the authors, um, not associated with our company, is uh, James Clear, and he wrote a book called Atomic Habits. It's an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Mm. And that's something that I work with my clients for. A good habit is, you know, eating every two to three hours, drinking, you know, 64 to 100 ounces of water, getting eight hours of sleep, doing motion 30 minutes a day, living in a good surrounding, health, having healthy people around you. And James talks about, you know, that these are tiny changes with remarkable results. And mm. he's been on the bestseller list for months and months and months. So it's a great book to read, to work on your habits. And also, you know, if, if you need some help with your habits of health or your home health, you know, I would love, thank you, David, for having me on and giving yeah. me the uh, opportunity to share what I do with others and, you know, give people, me a call. People should get in touch. Yes. And so first off, Atomic Habits is, of mm -hmm. course, available on Amazon. Looks like you can get you can get it on Kindle for just like 12 bucks. You can get the hardcover for just like uh 12 bucks? Maybe it's that's the used get version. The, get I don't know. the hardcover because you're going to want to look at it a lot, have it on your coffee table, start a conversation with somebody that comes over when they do come over. Mm, right. Eventually. Right. Yeah. Atomic Habits by uh, by James Clear. So that's a good one. So, well, as just to 
stay on brand. I will recommend a TV show, but it, at least it's a documentary. So this is a something I just stumbled upon on the Discover Discovery Channel. It's been, I think it's been around for a while, but you, there are like three seasons of this. It's about Mount Everest and people who climb Mount Everest, and it's called Everest Beyond the Limit. The conditions on Everest look like the most beautiful in history. On it. If you turn around, she's smiling at me. I just can't wait. Just can't wait to get up there. So why did everything go so wrong? Get out the right. Uh. We're not meant to be at this altitude. I can't see anything. Everything says we bloody will tell you, He's yeah. get off my case. This is something you don't want to do. I... Any moment, you can drop. You live with the consequences or, or die with them. Oh, no. So the last thing, very dramatic. The last part, you just heard the guy says, oh, God, I just saw a body. And so it's grim. And I just kind of, I went down a rabbit hole researching a little bit about climbing Mount Everest. I mean, we, we all know Sir Edmund Hillary was the first one up there in the 50s or whenever that was. And that people go every year, and you would think with technology, they would come up with a safe, if not foolproof, way of climbing the mountain. But no, I mean, Mother Nature's no joke, and it, it is a, a sobering series because these guys, they walk up and they see... When you die on Everest, they leave you up there. It's really, gr- it's kind of gruesome, and yet these guys do it. And every year, a couple, at least a couple people die. In fact, the the only reason why there have been like I think two years without fatalities, and this last year happily was one of them, but it's because of COVID that they shut down a lot of the the tours. So I don't. And a need- lot of the Sherpas die along with them. Yes, yeah, because they put their lives on the line. There's some really great book. I've read some great novel of you know. Yep. Historic fictional novels about it too, also. Great. Yeah, and uh, John Krakauer had a great book back in the oh, 90s yeah. called Into Thin Air about his experience on there where there was a, an avalanche. Like but the series, it delivers. I mean, you know, you, you get to know some of the personalities, and this one guy is brash and he insists he's going to climb. And then the guy who runs the tour is kind of halfway up the mountain on the radio. And he's telling him, you know, you got to come down now. You're not going to make it. And the guy like had a broken hand. He's like, I'm, I don't care. I'm still going. And it's pretty cool. So anyways, if you go to Amazon Prime and look for Everest, what did I say it was called? Oh, whatever. Just look for Everest. You'll Everest find it. Two. You'll find Everest, Everest two. two. Yeah. yeah, that was. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I have you here today. I'm paying attention. It's very good. So once again, if you want more info on Thelma and her business, go to transformationallifestylecoaching.com. And maybe you'll get your act cleaned up a little bit. And that'd be a good time to do it. We're re-entering society for a lot of us. So thanks for... If you put on that, if you put on that COVID weight, that extra 25, 30 pounds of COVID weight by summer, by the end of summer? There you go. Out. You'll be in great shape when it's time to go to the beach. Thank That's you, right. Thelma. You're a great sport. And I hope you enjoyed yourself today. I did. I really had a great time, David. Thanks again. I hope you have me on again. Very cool. Oh, you see what she did? She put in a plug for the next video. We'll have you back. Sure, we will. Why not? I'm Stuart the- Hirsch's wife. What can I say? <laughs> That's next right. step. That's Always right. Take the next step in. That's right. Very smart. Very shrewd. And we will have you back. Thanks for joining us on the Boston Podcast. Thank you, listeners. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like your own podcast, go to pod617.com. 
to get started. On behalf of Thelma, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Get in shape. <laughs>